0: Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha Namaste. Namaste. This evening on page 320 of the Chandi pot, we're going to discuss the Tantra Tam Devi Shukta, And as we're going to find out later in the Murtira Hasha, they're going to ask us to repeat this after we complete the Chandi. So we did it in the fifth chapter, and now we're going to do it again. So we do the De, uh, Vedoktam Devi Shuktam from the Rig Veda and now we do the Tantraoktam Devi Shuktam. Namastasi, 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 namo Remember, this Devi Shukta is a reiteration of the Brahma, the so it goes right in the sequence and it calls off all the deities from all the chapters and all the attitudes and all the bhavanas, all the, all the feel, the intensities of reality that we would want to inculcate in that form of the goddess. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow we and you know when we bow, we bow, of course, on eight, five times for every form of the goddess. We bow in our five senses. We bow in all the fives, all the time, as much as you can. And you don't just bow by putting your head on the floor. You bow by doing everything you do with an attitude of reverence with an attitude of gratitude, with an attitude of privilege. I am privileged to demonstrate, to bow down to you by doing what I'm doing to the very best of my capacity with all the love and the joy that's in my heart. I'm going to do it. If you hold a gun to my head, I'm going to do it. If you say, Swami, you get to do this, I'm going to do it. Which one would you prefer? Would you rather go kicking and screaming and say, Please don't make me do this. Or would you rather go and say, Oh, guy, thanks, Mom, I'm going to do that. What a joy. Now, I bow. I bow. Namastashi, namastashe, namastashi, namastashe, namo namaha.
1: Let's begin the tantra
0: praise of the gay, uh, of the goddess. We bow to the goddess, to the great goddess, to the energy of infinite goodness. She energizes Shiva. He is the consciousness of infinite goodness. She is the energy of the consciousness of infinite goodness. Uh, at all times we bow there isn't anything you can do without bowing to her every time you do anything you bow to her might as well recognize that and appreciate it and enjoy it we bow to nature and to the excellent one and with discipline we have bowed down and the discipline is that remembrance What a privilege it is to bow down. If I can keep the discipline about me, I bow down. To the reliever of sufferings, we bow. To the eternal, to the embodiment of rays of light, to the creatress. To she who manifests light. To the form of devotion and the recipient of devotion. To the form to which we are devoted. To happiness. To happiness itself. We bow. Continually we bow. To the welfare of those who bow, we bow. Hey, wait a second. (laughs) That's kind of chicken. To the welfare of those who bow, we bow. And as soon as we bow, we bow to our own welfare. (laughs) Those guys are pretty (laughs) chalak. They are just very clever guys to write a verse like that. (laughs) To change, to perfection, to dissolution, to the wealth that sustains the earth, to the life of consciousness, to you. We bow, we bow. To she who removes difficulties, to she who removes beyond all difficulties, to the essence, to the cause of all, to perception, to the doer of all, to the unknowable one, continually we bow. And we bow to the guys who bow down. <laughs> and as we are bowing, we get the re- we become the recipients of the bow. Everyone, take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> to the extremely beautiful and to the extremely fierce, we bow to her, we bow to her, We bow, we bow. We bow to the establisher of the perceivable universe or to she who establishes the perceivable universe, to the goddess, to all action, all vibrations, all sound, all movement, every spandana in the universe, we bow, we bow. To that divine goddess in all existence who is addressed as the perceivable form of the consciousness that pervades all, we bow to her we bow to her we bow to her continually we bow we bow so uh, we address her as she is known as we call her the perceivable form of consciousness in everything the perceivable form of the consciousness that pervades all that's her name To that divine goddess in all existence who resides all throughout the consciousness and is known by the reflections of the mind. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her. Continually we bow, we bow. To that divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of intelligence. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow to the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of sleep. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow. And you know, it could be the sleep of being unconscious, just like Vishnu was in yoga Maya. It could be the sleep of being ignorant, uh, just like I am most of the time. So when I, you know, I I just don't pay attention. It could be the sleep of forgetfulness. It could be the sleep where you actually go to dream. (laughs) go to take perfect rest. In every form of sleep, we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of hunger. And that means hungering after things as well as being hungry. Bookleg, yeah? It could be I'd like to eat something. But moreover, I have desires. I have unfulfilled desires. And I bow to her. I bow to her continually. we bow. We bow with every desire. Everything I desire is just another form of her. And some are plus forms and some are minus forms, but it's just another form of her. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of appearance. And we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. And Chaya also means in the shadow. Ah, So if it could be in the appearance of things or in the shadow of things or things not actually the reality of things, in my own fog, uh, hazy fog of uh, misunderstanding of things, we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of energy. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow. That's every form of energy, including kinetic energy and potential energy. So the energy which is in the battery, you don't see it. Actually, you don't see the energy that's in the creation. You only see the manifestation of the movements caused by the energy. You don't see the energy. And especially in the battery, you don't see even any movement. How do you know it's there? We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow to the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of desire. And Trishna means also thirst. And it means desiring, and I thirst after things, and I hunger after things, and I want them a lot. (laughs) I, I really have a good desire. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow to the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of patient forgiveness. Ah, oh, I got to forgive me too. I got to forgive everyone who I think injured me, but then I got to forgive me too. And that shanti, that it's both patience and it's forgiveness. And it's, it's, it's a loving. Forgiveness. I don't bestow from my magnificence okay. my, my, my forgiveness upon you, but as a humble, loving, devoted member of the creation, I forgive you as I would have you forgive me. And I want to forgive you as I want to forgive me. Myself. I bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of all living beings. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. And when I see her in all living beings and I see all living beings with faults, then I know that I'm a living being too. So I must have a few blemishes that I would like to cover up. If I had some makeup, I could cover up all the blemishes and no one would see them. So uh, my patience and my forgiveness becomes more effective when I become one with all living beings. Uh, that uh, when I become one with all living beings I know that I have as many faults as I can see in others I must and therefore I must in the next verse to the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of humility I must cultivate that humility that says that I am one with all living beings, all living beings have some kind of fault, that's why they live in duality. And when I am patient and forgiving to all living beings, I must become patient and forgiving to me, to myself. And that humility is what makes me the conqueror of self-conceit. To the Divine Goddess who resides in all existence in the form of peace. That's what we find when we conquer self-conceit, we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow. To the Divine Goddess who resides in all existence in the form of faith, we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow. Can't get the faith of peace without the faith. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of beauty enhanced by love. My love for her makes her even more beautiful. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually. We bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of true wealth. Remember, your Laksh is your Lakshmi. Lakshmi is the manifestation of the perfection of all Lakshas. She is the highest goal. She is your true wealth. That Shreem, that Shanti, that peace in your mind and in your heart, perfection we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of activity, also change and modification. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of recollection, smriti, memory, We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her, continually we bow, we bow. Now, assume that we wanna practice meditation. Honestly, we wanna go to the movies. And when we go to the movies and close our eyes, we say, oh, I'm meditating now, please don't disturb me. But inside we're watching all of these memories. If we see The Divine Mother manifested in the form of memories. We cease to remember me, and we start to remember her. And the bad dream becomes a good dream. (laughs) And the silly memories uh, that keep me from meditation become beautiful visions which put me in meditation. And we bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of compassion. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her continually, we bow, we bow. And I want to remind you that this compassion is not the bestowance of my benevolence, but it's the empathy that I really feel. Your pain. I really feel your situation. I empathize with you. It's not that, oh, give those poor people a token of, bestow upon them a token of my greatness and we could help them out. It's the empathy, the compassion, the real koruna doya. That becomes empathy. I really feel your situation. And being one with you, I want to raise you up. What can I do to raise you up? What was the last time you got a raise? Well, the compassionate one (laughs) who gives her doya, who gives her koruna, who gives her her bhavana, She empathizes with you and gives you a raise. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of satisfaction. Boy, did we prove Mick Jagger was wrong. He couldn't get no satisfaction. Well, we got it here. Tushti Rupaina Samstita. Jennifer worshiping Santoshima. Namaste. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her. Continually, we bow, we bow. To the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of mother. Oh, mother, hey, do you know Sunday is Mother's Day? So if you want to remember your mom, bow to her, bow to her, bow to her. Continually, we bow, we bow. Remember, uh, every day should be Mother's Day. One day we'll make a mala, But every day should be Mother's Day. We remember our mom to the divine goddess who resides in all existence in the form of confusion. If I'm confused and I think of mother, hey, that's no longer confusion, that's the form of mother. Now, I don't have any problems, I only have solutions. I am not perplexed by the burdens and confounded by the responsibilities. I am privileged with the opportunities. If I see all that confusion as the form of mother, it ceases to be an obstacle and it becomes the form upon which I get to meditate. We bow to her, we bow to her, we bow to her. Continually we bow, we bow. Now, these are very important, these last few verses. Presiding over the senses of all beings. That's mom. And pervading all existence to the omnipresent goddess who individualizes creation. She makes everything in bhakti-rup instead of the samasti-rup. She makes the duality. She measures. She puts them in forms and limits them with boundaries because I can see there's an outline, there's a limit to your forms. So now I can have a relationship with her, and she individualizes the creation instead of making one big blob of oneness. We bow. We bow. In the form of consciousness, she distinguishes the individual phenomena of the perceivable universe. She is the container of consciousness she's the form of consciousness she creates the individual phenomena that we can perceive in this universe in this creation we bow to her we bow to her we bow to her continually we bow we bow now please remember pay attention in chapter four in days of old all of the gods led by Indra, the rule of the pure, sang the Shakra Distuti. Shakra Daya Suragata Niyate And they sang these verses in chapter 5. For the purpose of accomplishing their desired objective of surrendering the ego in the light of wisdom. Now their goal, the reason they sang these verses was that they wanted to surrender the ego in the light of wisdom. Become full of wisdom and free from ego. And for many days that service was rendered. You did it for them. For a long, long time. You did it. You took away the energy from the ego. You gave it to the gods. They became illuminated. They lived in wisdom and they went back to heaven. And for many days they stayed there. May she, the seer of all, the lord of all, the source of all good, everything that's neat in this universe, that lady perform similarly for us all auspicious things by putting an end to all distress. Okay, you did it for Indra, you did it for Agni, you did it for Vayu and Varuna and the Ashwin twins. Why don't you do it for me? Please, Ma. We are calling upon you, we're bowing to you with discipline, with all sincerity, with all our love, with all our devotion. Now may she please do to me what she did for them. Take away all my distress, take away all my brunthi, take away all my confusion, take away all the obstacles in my path, take away the ego so I can go back to heaven, please. It's just so much fun to hang out in heaven, and it's such a bore to be here in this human body on Earth. Uh, I gotta do my karma. We gods have been harassed by arrogant thoughts in the manner of humans. Block, ad nauseum just like human beings we gods have been harassed by arrogant thoughts and we forgot all about our divinity we're we're just burdened by by relationships and attachments and and all the stuff that we got to do by all these Nauseating objectives and uh, commitments and uh, all the stuff that we're supposed to be doing in order to be good children on the earth, like human beings. Make us gods again, please. And, just like humans, we're forgetting our divinity. And at this time, right now, right here, right in this time, place, and circumstance, all of us gods, all of us, including the ones at home, including the ones in Bangalore, including the ones in Delhi, and and, uh, all around the world, all the gods, all the goddesses, bow to the seer of all. We're bowing down to you. Who, when bowed to with devotion and remembered in a physical image, there she is, the image of divinity. Immediately terminates our every adversity. Oh. We, all of us gods, all of us goddesses, are bowing to her, the form of divinity who when bowed to and remembered and appreciated and respected and paid attention to in a physical form, she immediately terminates our every adversity. So if you have any adversity, go to your temple and bow down at your altar. And remember her with the utmost sincerity, with the greatest intensity of devotion of which you're capable. Pray to her for sufficient devotion that you pay attention exclusively to her. We will have no problem. She will immediately terminate every adversity. All you have is the mother. Don't worry, kids. I'm here. I'm blessing you. I will find a way out of this morass. You, have, you don't have to be harassed by arrogance. Just give up your arrogance. Take on the quality of humility. Bow to me with devotion. And immediately, that moment, that very instant, she will terminate every adversity om sam the maha. namaste namaste everyone this is really the substance of the chandi <laughs> this is really the, the essence of the chandi uh, we gods have been harassed by the arrogance of thought in the manner of humans and forgetting that we are divine, we are thinking, we are humans, and we are perplexed and burdened by all the craziness which humans exhibit. We have calm, crowed, mo, moda, matasajah. We have anger, passion, greed, attachment, ignorance, and jealousy. We are perplexed by all of our unfulfilled desires because I want one of those and I'd like one of these and I saw that and I'll take that too and I'll have a, oh my goodness isn't that lovely wouldn't you like to come home with me too? instead of seeing the Divine Mother in every object of creation we are burdened and perplexed and constantly in strife because we see the desires and we don't see the fulfillment we don't see the satisfaction we don't see the form of the Divine Mother isn't that beautiful I talk to you now let me go about my business because of our attachments we forget the divinity inherent in the world she has uh, uh, taken away uh, uh, taken away the ego from indra and from all the gods because they sang to her with such sincerity why won't she do that for us she's not puxpot. she is not prejudiced against us she, she's the goddess. She treats all of her children equally. Whoever will come to her with discipline and sincerity, with pure love and true devotion, she's going to do it for them as well as she did for everybody else. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she will. <laughs> Immediately, terminate every adversity. Om Sam Swati see if there are any
1: questions.
0: I hope we do a beautiful questions. <laughs> oh, a beautiful mother gets beautiful
1: questions. Yes, please. We have a question from Sadhana Shakti in Seattle. Namaste, Sadhana Shakti. Pranam, if we hunger to be a true disciple, how do we know when we've become one?
0: It's never enough. It's never enough. Hori hori kotha anamta. What do you, I want to reach infinity? What do you mean? Who am I to reach infinity? I want to be Shiva? I want to reflect my guru entirely? I could never be so presumptuous, San Shakti. I want to come as close as I can and come a little closer still. I want to do the best I possibly can and do a little better and try a little harder. But for me to proclaim, I got it, I am Shiva, a little bit presumptuous on my part. So let's choose another goal. I don't want to really become my guru, but I want to try. I don't really want to proclaim that I've achieved the goal, but I want to keep trying. It's my privilege. It's the goal of my life. But I want to maintain that humility that says that she is perfect always. And I have some ronty always. That's why I manifest in duality. And she is not. She is the form of perfection. She is Andi Shakti. The first and
1: foremost
0: of all the energy.
1: Yes, please. We have a question from Ambika in Princeton. Namaste, Ambika! Namaste. The praise of the goddess is chanted in chapter 5 and again here. While I know we can never praise the goddess enough, is there another reason why we chanted twice? Yes, there is. It says so in the scripture. We'll come to that a little later. It says so. When
0: you've done the Chandipat and sing this chapter again, it says when you start the Chandipat, sing the Vedoktam Ratri Shukta. When you complete the Chandipat, sing the Vedoktam Devi Shukta. After you sing the Vedoktam Devi Shukta, sing the Tantuktam Devi Shukta. And that's this. And we're going to do Jatabhidi as much as we possibly can. We want to do the same thing that Indra did, the same way he chanted it, the same way all the gods chanted it, the same way the king and the businessman chanted it. That's the puja I want to do. Uh, to the best of my ability, and I can't tell you why they did it that way. I don't care why they did it that way. That they did it that way is sufficient for me because you did it for them. You gave them the boon. They sang these verses for the purpose of accomplishing their objective. I'm singing these verses for the purpose of accomplishing my objective. You gave them the boon. Why won't you give to me? I'm going to sit the way they sat. I'm going to chant the way they chanted. I'm going to breathe the way they breathed. I'm going to put the flowers in the way they put the flowers, etc., etc., etc. And then I'm going to say, Mom, (laughs) hey, you did it for them, you took away their humanity and sent them out of this world, won't you do the same for me? Raise me up from being a lowly human being crawling upon the earth to a divine spirit who dwells in heaven? You can do it. All you have to do is wave your magic wand. Uh
1: We have a question from Swarupananda in Seattle. Namaste Swarupananda! Pranam. What is it exactly that makes this praise tantric? Uh, The grammar.
0: (laughs) The, The purpose. We are in duality. We are bowing to her. The application, the mini we are applying the same system of worship that Indra and all the other gods applied when they forgot about their divinity and they fell down to earth and they became human beings and forgot about God And they sang these same verses in this same way in order to accomplish this same objective. And that's why it's tantric. Because it's the application from where we're at to where we want to go. We are in duality. This is the weaving of the various disciplines. I've got bhakti, I've got gan, I've got asana, I've got pranayama. I'm bowing to her, I'm bowing to her with every action I perform. And that's why it's tantric. And besides that, it comes from tantric literature. The Agamas are the, 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 the knowledge revealed by Lord Shiva to the Devi. And the Nigamas are the wisdom revealed by the Devi to Lord Shiva. This is Nigama. This is Tantruk Tam Nigamo, its uh, a goddess sent Shiva as her ambassador. She became Shiva duty. Whoever sends Shiva as ambassador, Shiva duty. So, in this way, it's, it's tantric. It also comes from a tantric body of literature. Namely, it's from the Puranas. It came and it, it weaves Vedic knowledge into the Puranas. And that combination is called tantra. Weaving! We weave the different disciplines, we weave the different styles, we weave the different standards, we weave the different uh, uh, disciplines of Sanskrit literature. Yam, niyam, Asan pratyahara, dharana, dhyanam, Yes, please.
1: Does it mean to send Shiva as an ambassador?
0: Well, remember when they, in chapter 5, uh, the uh, anger and passion saw the beautiful goddess uh, sitting illuminating the mountains and she was illuminating the whole universe and Chandi uh, 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 called Shiva and said, "Shiv, you go to self-conceit and self-deprecation and tell them surrender or fight now those are your choices <laughs> and consciousness went and said wake up you guys self-conceit and self-deprecation she's gonna come or fight with you she's not surrendering and then uh, they didn't get consciousness their conceit was so great that they said <laughs> Let her fight. Mm-hmm. Who has defeated us? Who, who does anything in this world without saying, I am the doer? What did you do today? Different things. Who did them? <laughs> ma <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs> She's paying attention in class. <laughs> ah, yes, we... <laughs> Nobody does anything without saying, I did something. Yes, please.
1: Some uh, this verse 30, yes. where we, they talk about adversity. Yes. Are all thoughts, are our thoughts the causes, cause of all adversity?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Every time we have a thought, we are in duality, we are not in unity.
1: So, when you are a divine spirit, that means you are...
0: Without thought? You're pretty thoughtless. (laughs) You only see. Without judgment, without qualification, without... You just see. You see what is rather than dream about what I think it to be. Go on. But Swamiji, if you have a feeling... That's a feeling, that's not a thought. (laughs) You felt it. And then you translated it into thought. The feeling is different from the thought. It's not necessary to translate every feeling. There are a lot of things we feel and we just feel them. Mm -hmm. And when we go to explain it to somebody, we don't really explain how much sweet was the sweet. Mm -hmm. We don't really communicate how much in love i am when i'm in love the feeling is something different from the translation that i'm trying to communicate to someone else or even to myself gee i love me i love me not i love me there there are so many feelings that we experience that have no translation so the the words that we think in are very, very different from the feelings that we experience. And when we transcend the thoughts, we live in feelings and intuition. And we use pure intuitive vision and we know a priori what is the way, what is right, what is appropriate. Yes, please.
1: So, if if thoughts are happening in the mind, and we call the thoughts asuras, then where do the feelings come from?
0: Oh, you don't feel in your mind, do you? No. No, you don't. No, here. Did you feel that?
1: I heard that. No,
0: you heard that. Ah. Well, do it to yourself. Tell me where you feel it yeah I felt that you felt it you felt <laughs> it in your thigh
1: yeah
0: well that was an old fraternity I used to belong to in my college days slap a piece of thigh <laughs> you feel it where you feel it in, not in your mind you feel it where you feel it wherever it may be it may be in your body it may be in your heart it may be in your intuition you, you translate it into thought and you, when you translate it into thought, then it, you, you try to verbalize it. But you don't have a vocabulary sufficient to verbalize every feeling. You're, you, that's why we study Sanskrit. They had a more comprehensive vocabulary, but it, it's still insufficient. It still begs for clarification. That's why I can write books and books and books and volumes and never define a term that's just volumes of verbiage. Yes, please.
1: So is heaven that state which is uh, unspeakable or is it something even beyond that? Well, you
0: certainly can't speak all that is in your heaven. But you sure know when you're there. Uh, it's like being on cloud nine.
1: When you are
0: there, you cannot explain Not this, not that. Yes! Oh, no, no, no. It, it's Nanda's neti neti. Mm-hmm.
1: Huh. <laughs> uh, yes, you're absolutely right, Srima. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yes, please. We have a question from Rekha in Sacramento. Namaste, Rekha Ma. Namaste, Tri Deepa. <laughs> if we try to see the goddess in everything, how do we discriminate between good and bad? oh it's all good <laughs> there is no bad there's no need to discriminate
0: you can discriminate between what you want to do and what you don't want to do or what you think is appropriate what you think is inappropriate but there's no bad it's all mother i'm in love with it all and now using that criteria i'm in love with it all i can't do it all there's not Any way I can possibly do it all, Rekha. So I'm going to discriminate as to what things are appropriate for me to do and what things are inappropriate for me to do and let the the rest take care of itself. Let mother decide about the rest. My only focus is Tridipa.
1: (laughs) Namaste, Tridipa. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Juliama. Namaste. Can you please tell us what recollection means in the context of this hymn? Yes, it means all memories,
0: all anything you recollect, any experience, any any dream you recollected. Uh, Remember Plato's theory of ideas. Uh, He said, oh, there is no thought that's new. It's all a recollection. Everything that comes in your mind, you're remembering from someplace else, from some other association, from some other experience. Especially terms like justice, beauty, equality, purity, love. Did you ever have an experience of perfect love or perfect equality? since you've been in your body? Probably not. (laughs) Probably you had an experience of approximate equality. Really nice love. (laughs) But really good justice. But perfect? Since I've had the senses, I haven't had any perfect anything. I always see some imperfection. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I always see some imperfection. It may be minute, but there's still something that begs to say this is not perfect equality. It's not perfect justice. How did I know that it's not perfect? If I've never had an experience of perfection since I've had the senses, and if I, since I've had the senses since I came out of mommy's tummy, then I must have had an experience of perfection prior to getting the senses, which is why I know that everything I see through my senses isn't perfect. Otherwise, how could I even make such an assumption? Julia, recollection means everything we remember. Everything we remember since I've had the senses and before I got these senses. And way back when to when I was one with the entire universe and we were all unmanifest. So that's what recollection means. You can expand the definition as much as you choose. To when, before you had senses, you knew what is perfect love, what is perfect harmony, what is perfect music, what is perfect justice, what is perfect, uh, perfect bliss. Julia, you knew all that, even before you got your body. You had those experiences before. That's how you can tell that here in this world of relativity where everything approximates perfection, you still see that it doesn't quite live up to the standard. It's not quite perfect. And you only can make that judgment because you know What is perfection? And therefore, you could say, this is a little bit lacking. That's what recollection means. Everything you remember and the criteria by which you judge what is perfect equality, what is perfect justice, what is pure love, what is true devotion, what is unity.
1: Yes, please. We have a question from Moshami in Boulder. Namaste, Moshami. Namaste, Siddharth. Pranam, sometimes we dream divine dreams. Could it mean that the goddess becomes one with the sleep during those times?
0: She surely is. If you're dreaming about her, then she's with one with you. She's coming to bless you because you've been thinking about her. Absolutely, that's a beautiful dream. And when you have a divine dream, you come closer to the Divine Mother and you get blessings more and more. If you dream the Chandi, if you dream the Mother, if you dream about her, if you see her, if you think about her, she's there in your subtle body. You're doing the Chandi just as much as if you're sitting in an asana and shouting across the room, you're still doing the change. Eh? <laughs> many, many ways you can bow to her, bow to her, bow to her, continually we bow, we bow. Primarily seven ways of karma yoga, we call it chara Puja, Pat, Homa, Sangeet, Nrit, Pravachan, Arpan—any way you want to think about the mother, you can worship her. You can recite scriptures for her. You can do ceremonies and sacred fire ceremonies for her. You can sing to her. You can dance for her. You can talk about her, and you can serve her. Any way you like it—it's all Karma Yoga. It's all the karma that puts us in yoga. It's all the action which puts us in union. And that's what karma yoga is. The the perfection of union through action, karma yoga. (laughs) Hey, the perfection of union through action is karma yoga. It doesn't mean you do the dishes and I'll do the windows and floors. That's not karma yoga, that's a business deal. That's transactional. Karma yoga, please, write it down. (laughs) Thank you very much, writers. Ah. The perfection of union through action the actions through which we achieve, to the, perf- uh, the per- uh, we attain to the perfection of union, iti chitta riti nirod. When we come into that union, we have no recollection. All changes and modifications, all changes, all modifications, all activity, prohibited. So then, there's no recollection. And if there's no recollection, then there's only pure intuitive vision. That's how it works? My God, they were geniuses. And Indra sang these same verses with all the gods because they w- w- fell down from heaven and they took on the human body's ad uh, nauseum and they said, wait, this isn't where we belong. Stuck in a human body with human values and human desires, wanting this and wanting that? No, no, no. We don't want that. I can get some satisfaction. <laughs> I'm going to do karma yoga. We will do the Siddhartha Chara. We will achieve union through action. And that is what we call liberation. Liberation is not freedom from action Liberation is union through action. Please?
1: So, it seems like these verses are uh, describing both the, the path and the goal. <laughs> yes. So, so in light of, of uh, reaching union through action, as we continue to chant these, does our understanding and our... Manifestation become more and more
0: subtle. And we grow and we understand more and we act in accordance with our knowledge. And we perform our functions with the greatest efficiency, striving to achieve that that complete union. I want to take the, all the ego out of this action. And I want all the action to manifest or to reflect the sincerity of my devotion. I want to do a good job. I'm not going to do a half assed job and get rid of it and turn it in and say this done. I'm going to do a full bounty. I'm giving sola anna. Uh, I'm giving 16. I'm giving a full rupee. 100%. Well, a little bit of baksheesh on the end as a kicker. Just to clinch the deal. That's what these verses are teaching us. This whole system. Uh, the gods did this. The businessman and the king did this. They all sang. They all bowed. They all acted in front of the, the manifested image of their devotion. And they said, Mom, you did it for all the guys who preceded us. Why won't you do it for us? We know that you are not playing favoritism. You're not prejudiced against us. Anybody who will do this, you'll give them the bone. That was your promise. When you remember me, Sanskrita, Sanskrita." When you remember, whenever you remember me, then and there, I will give you into a division. Duh. I'll give you into a division. I'll take away all the thoughts. I will remove your every adversity. Because I have the capacity to, as the energy of all within everything, I can take the energy away from the thoughts and give it to the gods and let the gods go back to heaven. And that's just how it works. And that's why Chandi is such an incomparable document. I mean, it gives us a way, it gives us a a manual, step by step. What do you got to do? What do you want to do? What's the goal? What's the path? And now, they use the same terms for the path and the goal. For For the practice of meditation and the completion of meditation, it's all called meditation. But we know when we're going to the movies, and we know when we're actually sitting in absorption in one pointed union with the Divine Mother. No one else needs to know. Just if I know, then I can be true to my values. That's how the Chandi works. Those are the recollections, the definitions. Uh, how do I get to that pure intuitive vision where I know what is perfect equality, where I know what is perfect love, where I know what is perfect acceptance, where I know what is true humility, where I know what is justice and beauty and love and sacchit amanda That's why Gita keeps telling us, surrender everything to God. But he didn't say how. He just said, do it, man. Chandi told us how. Bow to her with everything you do, especially in the manifested form of her Perfected image, worship her with every action you perform. And it's all part of that devotion. It's all part of the demonstration of the sincerity of
1: our devotion. That's the real teaching. That's the real teaching. teaching. Thank you, Srima. Please. We have a question from Adoity Nanda and the Devi Mundir. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Devi Mandir Swology behind the camera. Oh, my! Hello! Kanti appears in the Tantharoptim Devi Suktam, and it is mentioned as the, as the intrinsic nature of chapter 13, the granting of boons in the Brahmadi Safivimochanam. Can you speak about the importance of Kanti and why it's the intrinsic nature of the final chapter?
0: Kanti is beauty enhanced by love just like medas is beauty, is the intellect of love. Kanti is the beauty enhanced by love. When we get so devoted and so focused and so much in love that we stop thinking about me and think only about thee, we see the intrinsic beauty the intrinsic nature of beauty and that is the giver of boons when we perceive internally we look past the form we're so uh, enamored so mesmerized so hypnotized by the love the it becomes even more beautiful sundar is really pretty I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's at number 10. But Kanti, my love, my devotion, my, I see past the form. I see past the beauty of the form into the beauty of the soul, into the intrinsic nature of the giver of boons. That's the boon. That she comes and inspires us and wakes wakes us up to that inner beauty where you don't even see the the form is merely the object, the direction towards which we can bow. But when you see the beauty and the love that emanates from that form, you get the boon. Now, we're entering into the realms of neti neti, so I'll have to content myself with poetic expressions. (laughs) However, the, the intrinsic nature of my beloved is more beautiful than her extrinsic nature. It's even more beautiful than her form. It's more beautiful when I can see inside her. And I'm not talking about looking at Ratama Jabba Samasyan party. I'm not taking blood and fat and bones and, and not I don't want to look inside at her organs. If I look inside her at her soul, I can see the love that is oozing out of every pore. And that's the kanthi. My love for her makes me look at the inside of her. And I go past the form, I go past the, the stuff on the inside, and I just see the manifestation of love. The energy of love is the most beautiful. Hypnotizing, mesmerizing all-encompassing experience that you can have in the land of intuitive perception. Pure intuitive perception
1: perceives
0: (laughs) Khandi. Yes, please.
1: We have a question from Vivekananda.
0: Namaste Vivek!
1: Does tapasya burn up impurities? What is an appropriate way for me to turn the Chandi into tapasya? Does it need to involve pain? No! but it probably will.
0: (laughs) It doesn't need to, but it probably will because we have all these attachments. I'm attached to me, I'm attached to this body, I'm attached to all the stuff around this body, all my collection of stuff. Come to my house and I'll show you my collection of stuff. I'm attached to it all. That's why I keep it around me. That's why I brought it home. So when she starts taking away those attachments, it's the, it'll hurt a little bit. <laughs> it could, unless you love her more. And when we become more and more attached to her, we become less and less attached to the stuff. Until we even forget about my identification in this form, in this body, in this world, as me being separate from Thee. Doesn't have to hurt, but it probably will.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha Namaste.